Your Story with Melinda Estabrooks, an exclusive presentation of Faith Strong Today. Listen for new episodes every Monday and subscribe to the podcast at faithstrongtoday.com. Our stories have the power to connect us, to inspire us, and give us courage. On Your Story with Melinda, your story matters. All right, here we are on another show, and you're listening to Your Story with Melinda. And I've got two great Canadian women with me, um, storytellers, good friends, uh, international author and speaker Donna Carter. Great to have you here. All the way from Calgary. All the way. I love Calgary. Me too. Rockies. Except in the winter. Oh, is it that bad? Well, sometimes. DonnaCarter.org. If you want to book her because she's an incredible speaker, you will want to book her ASAP. Uh, go to your go to your web you go to go online right now and book her. DonnaCarter.org. We also have Brooke Nichols in studio, singer, songwriter, worship leader extraordinaire. Brooke, so good to have you here. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. How exciting. Yeah, very exciting. Mm. And you're, um, you sing at conferences, you do all kinds of things. Yeah, I lead some conferences. Um, I'm just newly on staff in a new church um, in the Toronto area. Um, yeah, God's been really good working towards a full-length album, but right now just the three-song teaser to get me by. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's great. Well, I'm glad you're here. Thank and you. we've got a good half hour to talk a lot about stories and really and some things that I know that women and men, don't always want to exclude men, are going to be interested in. I know, Donna, uh, you have a new book out. And tell us a little bit about that, and then we're going to go right into some points because I'm going to learn from you. I think this is going to be mm. a good show on learning. I know it's called Kick the Boring Out of Your Life, and give us a quick synopsis about, about it. It hits on 10 areas where we can kick the boring out of our lives, <laughs> where we can um, not put up with ordinary life. We can be all that God intended us to be. Mm. So each chapter unveils a, a, a different part of life we can do that in. Would you say, like, because for me, I w- there are parts of my life that I would say are boring, but I find more, like, busy mm-hmm. and But there's boredom and... in the busyness, okay, right? Because it's not point. meaningful. Oh, is that what that is? Is that what boring is? <laughs> yeah. So boring isn't me just sitting boring and doing isn't nothing. Just, yeah, boring isn't, isn't just knitting. <laughs> sorry. So, I'm sorry yeah. for all you out there who love to knit. Okay, all the hipsters are going, excuse me. It has. It has. It really has a crocheting and all that. Um, no, but boring isn't just sitting there being bored. It's it's being bored with the direction of your life. It's, it's, it's not um, feeling passionate about your life. Do you think a lot of people feel that way? Oh, I think of the vast majority of people feel that way. Yeah, I think so. You can become stale, you know, in, oh, the, that's in, a the, great cra- in the craziness of it all. Mm-hmm. It just becomes like... Like, what is the point mm-hmm. of this? Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. Because, again, I wouldn't say boring, but now I get that. Because now I'm like, even when I'm busy and I'm even on patios hanging out with friends and hanging out... And, okay, so I'm being really honest. There are moments within all of that that seem great, but I'm like... Meh. Yeah. And yeah. I use meh, like M-E-H, mm-hmm. meh. Mm-hmm. Like I really am mm-hmm. like, like is, mm. this, is this as good as it gets? Yeah. Is this all there is? And P.S. to all my friends who are listening, <laughs> you are not boring. You're not boring me. <laughs> you just say that as a friends, so. <laughs> Okay, so give us two, uh, there's ten, we don't have time for mm-hmm. the ten, but give us two um, of your chapters that you would, you want to share with us and that Brooke and I can learn from today. Sure. Well, first of all, let's talk about leveraging pain. Mm. God will never waste our pain, but we can waste our pain if we don't choose our identity 
Yeah. Are we going to be victims or victors? Mm -hmm. Are we going to be overwhelmed or overcome? Mm. And we choose our strategy. How are we going to navigate that pain? That's interesting because I would never, again, use or navigate pain because usually when you go through something painful you feel like a victim. You feel like a victim and you don't want to do anything. Mm -hmm. You don't want to share. You want to be either angry or you just want to, like, close the door, stay in your room, and, and really and be depressed. And, and, and sometimes, you know, that's what happens. But how – I don't I – st- like, leveraging pain, like, actually taking your pain and doing something good with it, that's hmm. – it, it's not something you hear all the time. No. No, it's, it's maybe not intuitive. Um, the things that we do do with our pain are often really destructive, right? We tend to retreat. Mm. Uh, we, we seek comfort. Um, and often the ways that we comfort ourselves are even more destructive because they make such a tiny dent in our pain that we, um, we, we feel even more despondent than before. And what do you mean by that? Is that like through, is it oh, drinking it could be, drugs, those kinds of things? Or, it could or be shopping, mm-hmm. sleeping, yeah. fantasy or porn. You know, we typically will try to find something that will make us feel better. And, you know, instead of growing our waistlines or our debt levels, <laughs> mm-hmm. how much better to grow our spirits by going to God. And I really think that when we desire comfort, what we really are feeling is homesickness for God. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So when someone is thinking, okay, I'm listening to you, Donna, and you're saying leverage my pain. So we take that pain, and is it something do we share with like share our story about that or is it saying okay I'm owning it and I've got to do something with it well it's it's a lot of it's all mm, of those things mm. it's it's recognizing redemption for one thing it's looking for what God is going to do in this difficult situation to turn a re- turn it around and use it for my good for his glory and for the benefit of others mm-hmm. that's actually a good point because I found that when I share my story a lot of it is very f- much full of pain and painful situations, mm-hmm. whether it's a bad breakup, a, a destructive relationship, even going through my own divorce. Those were painful things. Mm-hmm. And at first you're like, there is no way this is, can be redeemed. There's no way I can share this. There's no way I can mm-hmm. get through this. And then six, 10, 15 years later, you're like, I got through it yeah. and I did it and I'm actually helping others with the story of my pain. Mm-hmm. It's crazy because mm-hmm. you, you, would, you wouldn't think that most people say, that's shameful. I don't want people to reject me. And then you share your pain. So I'm, uh, that's good. Leveraging pain. That's a good way of saying that. Uh, a, a personal story for me um, in, in leveraging my pain over the last few years, uh, it, within a very short period of time, both my dad and my sister died of cancer. And mm-hmm. I helped to look after them. And um, as I was looking after my dear sister, uh, I mean, everything from, you know, going with her to to, to get her wig styled, to uh, chemo, to um, eventually bathing her, helping her use the toilet, uh, sleeping in her room at the end. Um, my two daughters, who had not been uh, doing well relationally together, let's just say, um, watched this. And they saw that I was losing this relationship that was so incredibly precious to me. And they realized they had the opportunity for that relationship mm-hmm. right there, right next to them, and they were not taking it. And so they experienced true forgiveness and healing in Debbie's last days. Debbie's my sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
in in her last days and and now they love each other fiercely and although they're very different they they uh i mean i'll walk into a room and, and they'll be cuddled up like a couple of kittens Aww, on the couch that's really sweet. <laughs> it's, and that's redemption yeah absolutely <clears throat> what um oh, i was going to ask so you you're saying leveraging your pain so so i can remember in my in my dark time i had a girl your your mind can be your worst Mm. Uh, your, your biggest obstacle, right? Mm-hmm. Your mind running wild. You're thinking of everything and anything. What could I have done better? What did I do wrong? Why did this happen? How, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a girlfriend say, Brooke, every time your mind and the enemy starts to starts to take your thoughts and and work against you, um, there's that verse that in the Bible that says, you know. Um, look to whatever is holy, whatever is pure, whatever mm-hmm. is just. Philippians. And mm-hmm. Philippians, thank you. Um, she said, just flip flip your mind onto that. Think mm-hmm. of whatever is good, you know. Um, and that was hard for me mm-hmm. because I'd have to intentionally do that flip. So speaking to others, what would be, um, like, what's what would be the first step to, to leveraging your pain? How mm-hmm. would you, mm-hmm. I know that's a tricky question, but... Mm-hmm. Well, I, I almost want to now transition into the next thing, which was travel light, because it, it totally speaks cool. to what you're mm-hmm. talking it's about. Good. One of the things that I um, suggest people do, and I take this from Second Corinthians 10.5 that talks about taking captive every thought and bringing it into obedience to Christ, mm. is to go out and buy a beautiful box and open and close the lid, listen to what it sounds like. Is it a, is it a velvety whisper or a hollow clop? And then um, get some recipe cards or a little journal that fits in your box. And when you have obsessive thoughts, Mm. whether they're centered around your pain or failure or uh, things you're worried about or afraid for in the future, write those things down and put it in the box and close the lid and listen to that that closing. Mm. Hearing that closing for me signals those things are now under God's dominion, and they are separate from me. That's good. And I can leave them there. Now, do you take the book out again? So anytime you have a thought, you take the book out and write and put write it back in it in. and put it back in. You know what? I, I like that. I'm a journal writer. I've been writing journals since I was 13. So I have like a million of them, a million of them, which somehow I've got to like, you know, get a little bit more organized. You think you've got a million. Do you know how old I am? I have so many journals. So some people say, I don't like to write. I mean, for younger people, it's all like text and they don't write. But there is something about writing, right? Like I want to encourage our listeners to say. It's like getting it out of your head. There's power. Get out of your head and get it out Mm -hmm. and write. And there is something powerful about writing it and putting it down. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and separating it from yourself physically. And and I think the day will come for most people if they do that, where they can kind of do that mentally without having the physical box there. Right. You can, and that's why I say listen to the way the lid sounds when it closes, so that you can hear that in your head. Yeah. So travel light. I like that because I think, and it's not like a physical thing. I'm saying a lot of us are weighted and heavy with stuff and stuff in our mind, experiences that we have not either processed that we've stuffed down, pushed down, mm-hmm. and we actually haven't shared or even written it. I would say most women would be like that. Would I you say? So. I mean, yeah. I know we talk a lot. I mean, people would say, well, we tend to talk and process our emotions, but I don't know if we that's we really go to the deep places and reservoir of that. I love it. I love just the travel lightly. And for me, what comes to me is, is past. So bringing... Um, anything negative from my past, any hurts or failures, Mm -hmm. um, into new friendships or new relationships. Um, 
I'll get really vulnerable for a minute. I, like I struggled with that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, stepping into new new places. I'd always bring the past with me. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, it it come off the cuff of my 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 tongue. I just say something about the past, and it would kind of throw people off. And 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 that's something God for me was like, Brooke, put that behind you. That's the past. Mm-hmm. Like I have mm-hmm. great things laid out for you right mm-hmm. in front of you, but you're not taking that road yet because you're just stuck back there mm-hmm. so I like that you travel light it's like mm-hmm. keep that past where it belongs yeah. I'm <laughs> saying that because you know I have issues when I go you know travel and in my airport I always have two heavy bags and then I get <laughs> all, I get docked for shoes. I take out all of my shoes and clothes and put in another bag so I'm always overweight with my bags and what a pain and I get that visually travel light is like ah <sighs> Uh-huh. Yeah. How great would that be to travel lightly mm-hmm. and, and be free from all of that stuff and, and experiences that we've kind of kept and, and, and holding us back? That's good. Leverage our pain and travel light. Well, coming up after the break, we are going to do some mentoring with one another. We have actually have three decades represented right here in the studio, <laughs> except for Kirkart, the producer. I don't know how old he is, so... Uh, and he won't definitely. He will not share with us. I thought that was a girl thing. That yeah, I know. Talk about your age. <laughs> so three decades represented here, and and in the um, other part of our uh, show, we're going to do some mentoring. So stay with us with your story with Melinda. by Brooke Nichols, who is right here in our studio looking lovely. Hi, Brooke. Hi. And along with Donna Carter with us, and uh, we've been sharing about Kick the Boring Out of Your Life in the first part of the show, and we talked about leveraging pain and traveling light, and now I'm really excited about this part, where we are actually going to be mentoring one another. And uh, we have three decades represented here. And I can't believe I'm actually admitting that because I've never admitted, like, my real age, which I still won't do on radio, but I can, you know, say decade. And so we've got our 30s, 40s, and 50s right here in studio. And 30s with Kirk, our producer as well. Is that right, Kirk? <laughs> so let's start with you, Brooke, because you've just come out of your 20s and you're, you're, you've arrived into your 30s. Mm-hmm. So... As you're mentoring right now and, and talking with 20s and teens, what is your advice for them and oh, your thoughts? My advice would be just to honor God first 
and foremost in every decision you make. When I was in my early 20s and my teens, that wasn't my first thought mm. in all that I did, unfortunately. And I, you know, and I wish it was, looking back now. But God has grace, right? Mm. <laughs> and uh, I think that when I was in my, my early 20s, you know, I didn't often think about what I was doing that day or at that time, that that would, be, that would affect me today. Mm-hmm. And it does. Mm-hmm. The decisions that we make, you know, we, we do have to live with some of those consequences and some mm-hmm. of those, those decisions later on in life. And so my advice to, to young women would just be to honor yourself as a woman of God. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you wake up in the morning, just know that, you know, you are a daughter of the king. And, you know, walk walk your days, you know, knowing that and believing that respect yourself, mm-hmm. be respected by, you know, other women, be respected by men. And, uh, you know, I think, and I think God will honor that mm-hmm. also. Brooke, that is good because I find with, even in my own 20s, you don't think, you're living in the moment. Oh, yeah. So consequences are not even, you're like, what's, what's, a, what's a consequence? Yeah. I don't even know what that word is. <laughs> yeah. I can't even say yeah. it. That is a good point because young people tend to live that way yeah in the moment and we create that like mm-hmm. in the moment grab today and take it yeah but there are consequences to the decisions that you make that yes. will impact you and affect you f- possibly for the rest of your life yeah absolutely. absolutely how do you though ensure that because you know you're young you're you're finding yourself you're figuring yourself out what do i like i don't even know what i'm going to you know study in university that's just too much information i just want to capture today and travel and save the world or right. or just have fun right what would you say, though, to a young girl who's, like, confronted with that and living that right now? Well, I definitely think that, like, you're meant – like, we're all meant to live our dreams, whatever that means. You know, if someone's dream is to become a doctor and go to school for seven years, awesome. That's great. That was not my dream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think dream, dreams and risks are wonderful. But I think you need to decide how you want to go about that, you know. I mean, so I'm going to speak to women, to young women – how you dress and I can remember being a teenager and being in youth group and having sermons on how you dress and represent yourself and I never cared I never thought not that I was inappropriate but I always thought okay like I'm fine I'm good in that area like and then now looking back I think wow like now I'm a 30 year old woman and you know I want to be looked at respectfully and treated respectfully and that I have to carry myself respectfully but when you're 20 and you're Mm -hmm. in your 20s you just want to be hip and cool and you don't really think about that stuff so just yeah, you just want to be respectful in, in, in all decisions, I think. Yeah, mm. that's good. Well, someone who's come just out of her 30s. <laughs> <laughs> tell me. <laughs> tell me. Yeah, let me tell you. <laughs> what I would say, what I learned in my 30s and, and speaking to Brooke, but, you know, our listeners too, I would say three things in quick. I think what I learned was how to deal with conflict well. Um, I realized that a lot of issues within my own relationships and whatnot were I didn't know how to deal with conflict. I wasn't an honest communicator. I assume things. And women tend to, you know, especially when we're dealing with men, sometimes are not forthright and honest in what we need. We want them to know what we need. And so there's, you know, why didn't you say this? And But I didn't know and all that kind of thing. And a lot of what I learned was if I was just very honest in how I communicated what I wanted, if I was just very honest in my emotions, and if I took the time to really say we're in conflict, I'm not going to escape or stuff it down or yell and freak out and scream when I'm upset, but to do it well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's the advice I would. And it, and it takes time and 
communication and some discipline on sitting down and saying, okay, I know this may hurt, but we need to Mm -hmm. talk about what the real issue is here. Because me screaming at you because you didn't take out the garbage, actually, that's not the issue. There's something deeper, which is I'm not feeling adored. Mm -hmm. I don't feel loved and I don't feel appreciated. Mm -hmm. That's the issue. And so I think... My advice to you, Brooke, and, and people in 30s is that's what I learned in my 30s is that I need mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah. And that will help me. And I wish I'd known that in my 20s, but in my 30s, that was something that really um, I had to work on and be confronted with. Um, because some, I tend to be one that's like free, uh, uh, sometimes like freaks out and, and yells out. And that doesn't help any conflict and argument situation, <laughs> believe me. That's so not calming. That is not, not calming. That is not, you know. So how to deal with, with conflict well. Mm-hmm. And I think the second for me was in my 30s is that you're at a place now where you've got to just have the courage to go for it. Yeah. Um, I came into myself of knowing what I really loved and wanted. And I might not have had the skill or the education. Mm-hmm. But in my 30s, I finally it was like, you got to go for it because you might miss the opportunity. And it was, there was failure. There was um, f- a lot of fear, but I always think in Second Timothy one seven in, in the Bible, you know, for God did not give you a spirit of fear, timidity, but He gave you a, a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Mm-hmm. And that verse resonated with me all through my thirties. That yeah. God was with me; I didn't need to fear, but to go for it. Mm-hmm. So those were two major things in my thirties um, that I learned, and I would tell anybody that those would be, you know, two two things for me that will help you on your journey. Mm-hmm. Donna, you're now in your beyond you, beyond me. <laughs> what would your advice be to you know myself I'm and Brooke? I'm 54. I own it. Um, Good for you. Because <laughs> I, it, you know what? It, there's something so incredibly freeing about really knowing yourself, and about being past the point where you feel like you have to prove yourself anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, I once heard somebody say that when you're in your 20s, you're worried about what everybody thinks about you. Mm-hmm. When you're in your 40s, you no longer really care what anyone thinks about you. And I'm told that when you're in your 60s, you realize no one ever really was thinking about you in the first <laughs> place. <laughs> and I think there's quite a lot of truth in that. You know, you don't really know yourself in your 20s. When I look back to my 20s, the things that I gave my life to um, and the time that I wasted, that's really disappointing to me now because I'm, I'm at a point in my life where I'm living for legacy. Um, I want my life to matter. I want it to be significant. And I wasted a lot of time just having fun, being lazy, not requiring very much of myself. Um, it's like I didn't think the way I lived my life mattered very much. And now I'm at a point, I realize there are no ordinary people. Every one of us is important. God has smuggled something of his heart onto this planet concealed in our hearts, every one of us. And the world won't be the same without it. So every one of us has to get in the game. We all have gifts. We all have a certain amount of resources that we can spend. Um, we We have abilities. We have passions that God has placed in our hearts to make a difference in the world. And every person is needed. That's beautiful. I think for us, even as we sit around here, it's encouraging me, and even on a personal level, just to say, we need to share and mentor one another. You know, I know mentoring has different these different definitions and some people are afraid of it and whatnot, but even just spending time with sort of multi-generational uh, women and men in community to share, I think is so key because you're learning from others that have gone before you. Yeah. And, and you, you know, you're just in your 30s, but you, Brooke, can share with people 
in their teens and in 20s and in, even in you know your 30s as well yeah. I think that's important I think that you know as you talked about you know the journal when we talked about travel lightly mm-hmm. that's an important thing too that we don't go through life without taking those moments to think thoughtfully and intentionally mm-hmm. about yeah. what's happened. Yeah. And I felt that was with, with journaling good because I would have all these moments and I go, oh, that was a good moment. I think God spoke to me or I just learned something. And then I go, I, I'll write that down. And then two days, three days, four days, a week, a month go by. And I'm like. And it's gone. And it's 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 gone. Yeah. And, and the other beautiful thing about it is we all have seasons where we feel very dry. Yeah. And mm-hmm. God doesn't feel near. And going back through those pages where we wrote down those God moments where we knew God was speaking to us mm-hmm. is sometimes the fuel we need in our tanks mm-hmm. to, to keep going. Yeah. And I noticed in my own journals that I would see some repetition over the years of different things that God would say to me, whether it's something in my character I need to change mm-hmm. or just moments of his love and grace and reminder of his, um, you know, redemption. And it was funny because actually there was patterns. Mm-hmm. And when I actually like spread out all my journals and read them, I'm like, wow, <laughs> there's some same messaging. Okay, God, I'm getting you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, got it. That same verse keeps popping up or that same word keeps popping mm-hmm. up. And, and you can actually even learn that way. I mean, a lot of times we're always looking about you know, asking questions, God, what, what are you saying? Where are you? But if you actually took the time to quiet yourself and write and think and, and write out these things you're learning, I I think you'd learn a lot, you know? Yeah, I agree. And I just want to say, I'm a huge believer in you are who you walk with. Um, Mm. And so just as I'm sitting here Mm -hmm. as like the youngster amongst (laughs) you two, I'm just taking this in and I'm, I'm loving it because there's something really graceful about you, Donna. That's when you when you speak, like you have such a soft spirit about you. And for me, that's very motherly and very like um, comforting. Mm. And like I would I would love to 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 own that spirit one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I don't now, but I would love to just be able to speak with such grace and authority. Well, um, I'll tell you, mm-hmm. that's the work of the Holy Spirit. In Absolutely, life, because yeah. I don't think I emerged from the womb very soft <laughs> <or> motherly. <laughs> but it's just cool how you know, yeah. mm-hmm. just sitting amongst the both of you, I'm just mm-hmm. feeling so inspired and so encouraged. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, thank you for just you know pouring into mm-hmm. to this moment for me, anyways, mm-hmm. for our good. listeners. I'm it's sure, great really great. And I love that. And I think that we need to just you know continue that conversation, and we'll have that you know up on our Facebook at your story with Melinda. Um, more stories because I think it'd be it would it'd be great to get stories from our listeners and listen to them and share and and continue you know conversation and yeah. and I love that and I think that this part of the mentoring moment may be something we'll continue. You need to fly back from Calgary, okay. <laughs> Donna, yeah. and come and hang out with us. <laughs> well, that's great. Yeah, lots to lots to process, lots to think about, and I thank you guys. Thank you so much for being here today, really sharing fun. yeah, yeah sharing your heart you. and your thoughts Thanks and story. And I want to travel light, and I think that's what I'm going to do. Hmm. So thanks so much. So here's the next chapter. Some of the things that I learned on the show today, and I hope that you did too. From Brooke, honor God in all that you do, whether you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, or 50s. That's important. For me, the courage to go for it, uh, to trust God and not to fear, and to know that his spirit uh, will give you power, love, and a sound mind to accomplish anything. And from Donna, live a life of legacy. That's important, that when we look at our lives, it's not just in the day-to-day, but it's in what uh, we are leaving for others in our community and in our families. I love that. 
leverage our pain and travel light. Those are things that I can learn. And there'll be more all about that on Your Story with Melinda on Facebook. And so thanks for listening in. Um, It was a pleasure to talk with you and that you've joined our conversation. So we'll see you next week right here on Your Story with Melinda and have the courage to share your story with others this week. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Your Story with Melinda, an exclusive presentation of faithstrongtoday.com. Listen to past episodes by subscribing to our podcast on iTunes and join the conversation with Faith Strong Today on Facebook.